You're listening to the Emo Brown, the saddest Mexican podcast. San Diego with my dude Enrique Lugo. Yeah. Alias. Chicle 79. That's right. Oh, listen to the vocal stylings of Mr. Carlos Pies of the B-Side Players. Yeah, B-Side. That's Brown Side. Bro, I heard one of his songs the other day. Um, No lo escuché. No, no, no lo tienen en el, um, en el Instagram stories, but I wish they did. It's called San Diego. And it, oh yeah, that's a fucking bomb ass yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it touches on all the spots, Barrio Logan. PG th- it even talks about Third Avenue. I was like, oh shit, yeah, right, cool. Uh, they don't have it on Instagram, so I can never tag it. But rest assured, we play that shit at home. Oh, I think it might it might be in a. I don't know if it's recorded. Recorded. It's a single, like on an album though. I think it's just like a single track release. Yeah. Dude, that man lot. has so many songs. So many though. releases. So many releases. But bro. that's a good one. Shit, I was listening to his Pappy Wright songs. You know? Mm-hmm. Moonlight, Banda yeah. Nicole. Damn. Yeah. Memories, before we get lost in the weeds of memories. Right, right. Aquí estamos con el compita Enrique. Back again, together again. It's been a minute. Yeah, man. What's up with that? I miss you. The brewery is open. That's right. The bar is open. Oof. UP has never stopped. So we legit took a a legit time out from the podcast. Aquí tengo los tres episodios que tenemos que sacar, ponernos al público, that we're kind of still sitting on. I'll release those soon, but aside from that, it's been busy, Chicle. You know, yeah. when, since we've been gone. Since you've been gone. Oh. Um, the graduation. That was nice. Um, you had your graduation go through? Because I don't yes. think you touched on that. No, we, last time we met, it was we were planning. Man, it was awesome. I think. Without a hitch. Uh, we had like a couple of hiccups here and there, but nothing major. And I think the families loved it. The students, you know, got to be themselves, like full on themselves in their cars, decorated. You know, they dressed up. Some of them had their, their cap and gown. Some of them just had a cap. Some of them just came, you know, so it was cool. And and I think the neatest part about it was that the family was with them the whole time. And we had one student that this student struggled the whole year, you know, considered switching schools, didn't want to be with us, like was having a tough time socially and academically a little bit. But the student stayed with it and man the moment the my favorite moment of our graduation ceremony was seeing that student walk with their family to, the to receive the diploma yeah. and bah, like it was so good man like i i teared up i, I might have even cried hey, man, i tell you what that's it was passion. it was beautiful just to see that moment and to see that student's family and and the student's grandmother who had i talked to the whole year about how do we support this student and you know, to see their joy of the student receiving their diploma. And we set up a little stage so they got to walk across the stage and stand there for, for a little photo op. 
It was so cool. The weather the was perfect. A tip of the cap to you. You, yeah. you were out there doing, it was doing nice. real work. It was nice, they man. And and even teachers afterwards, we gathered, you know, social distancing, gathering at the park. We encouraged everyone, bring your own beverage, um, water if you want, or something a little stronger. Um, and as we were sitting around, uh, a few of them were like, best graduation I've been to. Boom. That was awesome. I got to talk to all the kids as they were driving by. It was so exciting. It was fun. And we were done in about an hour and a half. You know, so it was quick. And quick. Easy. quick and easy. Yeah. I think there's something to be said about the formal graduation, you know, listen to some speeches and all of that. Like the, just the, the, I don't know, the tradition of it, the, I don't know, like, I guess it's kind of glamorous. Okay. Right. But it's formal, something formal that you look forward to. And, but this was different. I feel like it was way more personal. It was about the student. You know, the student got out of the car. That we said their name, right. they walked and got their diploma, and then took some photos, and then they went Success. off to do whatever they wanted. And it was dope because even for the last kids, I was like, "Oh man, no one's gonna be here for the last kids." A bunch of the kids got out of their cars, came back, and were cheering on for oh, their friends. Geez. Oh, it was so geez. nice. Yeah, we, and and again, something that I'm sure it happens at at a normal like a, a traditional graduation ceremony. But I feel like it gets lost in all the, the, the formality, getting, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like where I'm sure kids cheer for each other, mm -hmm. but maybe not as loudly as they did for this one. Different, I think there's just so setting. much, so much going on, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I saw um, my, my goddaughter, she goes to your school, but another, the yeah, the Chula Vista hub. And yeah. um, they were only allowed two cars to go into the, the ceremony. Damn. Um, but they streamed it. They streamed it on we YouTube. We had one car. Ah, perdón, uno. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they gave them two cars. I don't know exactly where they were. They were somewhere in East Lake area. Like, they were out there by, like, the Otay yeah, the, yeah. Olympic the Training Olympic, Center. Yeah. But, and, um, they, but they streamed it on YouTube. Um, Did you watch? Oh, see, we, we were there. Like, we made a whole event out of it. Oh, uh, it nice. was my, It was wifey. It was me and the three boys. We were waiting for Aubrey. We were like, oh, okay, where's Aubrey? Oh yeah, man. She was at the end, bro. So I, I don't know how they, the the lineup was. We we're like waiting. Oh, it was it was like an hour and change. But yeah, she was like the second to last or third to last, and her best friend was right before. So we were there. Like I was on YouTube on my phone, like putting little messages. Go Aubrey, da da. And everybody yeah. was just having like a nice conversation. It just seemed very positive. Everybody was rallying around and giving these little kids the love and support that they yearn all year long. Yeah. And then when when Aubrey finally got on there, it was, it was like obviously they they have like a little area where they stop. It was a red carpet. I don't oh, know exactly who nice. somebody from the school like went up with a diploma and mask and gloves, shook their hand, took a picture, they turned to the camera, woo woo woo. It was awesome. It was nice. awesome. I mean it was different, but I almost feel like this was way more personal. Yeah. I wasn't there, but I was more involved. I felt like more enthralled in the whole activity. Yeah. The whole motion going through the motions, like, oh, I was like, Yeah, yeah, cuando viene la obra, viene, viene, viene. She was there and yeah, it, it was just awesome. And then you could see who else was involved because on, on the YouTube little messages, um, when I put it up, I saw that it, like her tia, somebody else, one of my oh, was tia, commenting. Like, Everybody was yeah. commenting. It was just cool, man. It was like, All right, so this this is it. This this might be how it is now. <laughs> it yeah, was awesome. I liked it. Thank you for being a part of that and helping pull this off. I mean, yeah. you, you made a lot of families happy and made them full circle, kind of bring closure to the event. Yeah. And and I think more than anything, that, that was something that was special, right? Because I think in some degree, the graduation is 
almost more for the family than yeah. the student, right? Because yeah. at that age, like, that thing is meaningful. Do you remember your graduation? Mm, I remember. No. No? I remember the day. I remember sitting next to the, the girl that I sat with, like, I've known her since junior high, alphabetical order, always next to yep. her, Monica Luna, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I remember sitting next to her, and it happened. I don't remember walking up to get my diploma. I don't remember any of that. All I remember is that grad night was the same day. So we went to have dinner day. and then came back, got on a bus, and went up to grad night to Disneyland. Disneyland? Yeah, I remember that's when it was still at Disneyland. And they had live bands, so so Matli played. Bro, I was there before they were even. The, the I shit. was there the same day. Yes, yeah. Also, Matli played at our uh, no, grad night. Yeah. They played at mine. They, they played at my grad how about, night. How about ours? How about our <laughs> our grad, grad night? Class yeah. of ninety seven. Ninety seven. I went. I went right on the main in the main. But it street. was it was not on our graduation day. So you guys graduated oh, okay. on a different day than us. Because for yeah. us, it was the couple of days before or something like that. Because yeah. we graduated on a Friday. I remember that. Oh, okay. And um, we went up and we saw also Matley and the girl that I sat next to, Jennifer Garcia. I've known her since elementary school. We went to the same yeah. elementary, went to the same middle, and then we graduated. La, la, la. She subsequently fell walking up to get her diploma. <laughs> <laughs> I was in a you position. You remember the whole oh, thing? I remember that. Yeah. I mean, how are you going to forget that? How you well, gonna that's more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was muddy because I guess it was like, I don't know. It was raining at Southwestern College or something. And she went up to get her diploma. Y fam, fam, se dio la madre, no. Yeah. But somebody went up because somebody was like right there. It was close to the stairs. So somebody was able to help her out. I was just kind of oh, like, oh, shit, that could be me. Shoot. Watch my step. Watch my step. Um. But yeah, after that, we went to grad night. <laughs> and uh, prior to that, rather, went to grad night. And that was a whole trip, bro. Grad night. Damn. I yeah. bring that, up. That, was a, that was a whole different story. I remember we snuck in like little mini um, bottles of like Jameson and Jack wow. and Jim Bean in our shoes. I was still innocent back then. Get the little sico inocente. You couldn't even spell it. <laughs> we got in. The, the, they obviously, Disneyland didn't have metal detectors. It was a different world back then. Yeah. It was a different era. Very we different. Just, each one of us put like a little botellita in our shoes. So we walked a little bit taller that night, you know, not necessarily because we were proud, because we're degenerates and had bottles of liquor <laughs> in our shoes. We got in there, yeah, we drank our bottles, had a good time, bought a soda, put it in there. It was a good one, bro. Memories. I have yeah, children I have now. Fun. I'm curious to see how what they're gonna go through, what exactly that's gonna yeah. be like. Pero si. Before we now, go any further, brother. Yeah. Before we go any further, do it. I had a meeting today. I had a couple meetings today, and um. Got an opportunity to go to Lolita's afterwards. They wanted to go hang out, have a little bite of Lolita's. Nice. So I was like, you know what? Wait, what'd you have though? Bro, lo normal. I always had the carne asada fries. I had a carne asada okay. fries. They had okay. the three punkeo La Flama Blanca on tap. I ordered that. Oh, what? Bam, yeah. And, and I was like, all right, cool. You know what? These guys are our sponsors. So just know that we don't just talk about it. We are about it. Yeah. Has a little Lolita's. Had a three punkeo La Flama Blanca. Thank you, Lolitas, for being a proud sponsor of our yeah. beautiful little podcast, The Lolitas. Evil Brown is Mexican. And why stop there? Because in my meetings, I get a little nervous sometimes. So I popped a two milligram uh, gummy, kiwi flavored gummy. And what? I'm telling you, for those who are, need to function and have like responsibilities and things that get done, two milligrams, that's the way to do it for me, man. Ya me di cuenta. I pop a little two milligram one and I just felt relaxed. I was like at ease. I was like, because huh. sometimes I go into you can meetings. Breathe. Yeah, sometimes I go into meetings and I don't know what to expect, and I get a little nervous, and I get like all like uh, uptight, like oh my god, what am I gonna? Am I gonna say something stupid? La la la. Smooth sailings. 
Where can you get these? Babo Avenue Dispensary. Those are the guys that always hook us up with whatever we need. Miso Organic uh, Company for CBD. El Compita Glasses. Lately, he's been getting all of his CBDs through there. It works. I don't usually say stuff like that, but legit, it works. Chicle. Nice. Talk to me, baby. What yeah. have we been doing? What have we been doing? You know what? The I would say the last two weeks, because the last time I was here was about three weeks ago. Yes. So after that, we I was just focused on finishing out the year, reaching out to kids that were struggling academically, working with teachers, supporting them so they could support their students, you know, and then super focused on graduation. I was like stressed out about it, man. Um, and it was really cool because about a week before I got an email. I don't even know if I talked about that. I don't think so. But I got to meet with a few students who were like, hey, like we're concerned about graduation. Can we meet with you? And we talked. And once I explained to them what we were doing, they were like, oh, okay, like, cool. Like, that sounds really cool. Like, thank you for putting so much time and effort into it. We could tell how much you care. And like, man, it made me cry. Damn. And, and mostly because those kids don't know me, you know, like they got to know me a little bit this year, but I feel like only a few of them know who I am and, and I think can trust me, you know, and then when all of this stuff started happening with Black Lives Matter and, you know, we had talked about Ahmaud Arbery at some point, I don't know, we talked about George Floyd briefly, right, and Things had been progressing. And at our school, I got an email from a kid who I would say I, I had a pretty good relationship with, but not one of the kids that right away I would think of like, oh, cool. Like, I know that kid, you know, but this student reached out and said, hey, what's up with the school? Like, are you all not making a statement because you want to be neutral? I feel like now is not the time to do that. Mm -hmm. Like you or, or your our director need to say something. I think the students would really appreciate it. Here's what's been going on. Starts telling me how a lot of our students, and I shouldn't say a lot because we have very few black students at our school, but that the few that we did were struggling, you know, and, and that the few that, that were struggling were feeling like schoolwork's not important right now. Secondary. There's people dying on the streets. What am I doing? this homework assignment for when lives are at stake. And man, that hit me. And I texted our director that night. I was like, hey, like, I think we need to put something out there like right away. And so we did the next morning. She had drafted something up. We worked on it together. And then boom, that afternoon message was sent out to students and families. And then I followed up with that kid and, and they already had ideas for what they wanted our school to do. And And what ended up happening is we had a meeting where we had our black students and our Latino students join. And my idea was like, let's talk about what we could do. But then I reached out to some of my black colleagues, which the person that I took over for is black. And she's now on the East Coast. Um, and I had invited some folks and they're like, hey, can we invite, you know, this person and I was like, oh shoot, like I didn't even think of, of them. Like I should have, that should have been the first person I invited, right? Because yeah. they know the kids, like they've known them for years. And so I reached out. Luckily, she was available and joined in. And what was really cool is that 
I thought we were all going to speak, right? In my mind, everyone should speak right now. Like, we all have something to say. But instead, she, she did this move where she only had the students speak who were black. They got first dibs on what to say. Boom, they put it out there. Get it off your chest. And then she says, okay, now let's have the black adults speak. And boom, they start speaking. And, you know, the, the, the folks that I had invited are, like, they're passionate. They're well-spoken. They're inspiring, you know. And, and I think what ended up happening is everyone was moved by what was shared, including a colleague who grew up in the South and just shared how, like, growing up, he never understood why kids were so angry at him all the time, you know. And, and later in life, he would learn or realize that they were racist. It was hate. It was hate, you know. And, man, like, I'm listening to this man speak, and I'm, like, crying, you know. And and it was so cool because one of the kids that I, I struggled to connect with the most the whole year, on the second meeting, we had two meetings. In the second meeting, we had all a lot of our teachers showed up, again, just to listen and this student says, you know, I really appreciate seeing all our staff present and, and engaging us. And that comment, you know, changed, like, like it, it changed me because it, it helped me realize that a lot of, of what's happening is folks just want to be heard, you know, and they want to be given an opportunity to do things different, do things better, you know, and, and I think that's what's happening. And you know, before we started, we were talking about this, that it feels like it, it, the momentum's dying, but I feel like it's only dying in the media, you know, because on, on my social media feed, like I'm constantly seeing posts that are educating me on, on different topics, you know, or different things that folks are trying to change through legislation at, at the state level, in the city level, or even in our own communities. You know, and so like every Friday, there's a, a group out, out of Southeast San Diego called Pillars of the Community. And they do, they have this education series every Friday at six, and they're covering different topics. And it's just kind of building up to how do we act? How do we get involved? How do we, how do we make this happen? You know, so I'm excited to see and, and just proud of like how my year ended. It ended really weird at school, but learned a lot and i think the the value of relationships is at the forefront for me of of everything that we need to do moving forward you know and starting with the adults like how do i support our our teachers my colleagues to do their best work so that then they can support the students you know and you're in a pivotal role man you you're yeah. in a legit in a pivotal role with a lot going on you have your uh, your finger your your whole hand on the pulls of a community because you have the ears of the the youngsters in school and yeah you're molding the minds and the and the, and the way they take action moving forward bro that's that's responsibility that's that's a lot yeah that's a lot on your plate and and but you know what I I feel like the trick for me has been opening the door for the students to come in and speak up and then kind of standing to the side you know just holding that door open for them. Because some of these kids are, are, they're sharp, you know, they're ready, they're prepared, they do their research, they, they know what they're doing. And so, I don't know, I'm excited. I'm really excited to see where this goes. I'm working with one kid on, on developing a series of workshops for students that use or 
or say racist uh, words, phrases, jokes, you know, things that obviously you need to learn a little bit more of why that's wrong. Um, and I, I think in the past we've moved to like, you know, they get in trouble, right? But then they don't really learn anything from that. And so what a student proposes, why don't we have a workshop where the student gets to learn some history and they get to see why and understand why it's wrong. The negatives of using that kind of language, the yeah. actions you take. I mean, a lot of people are adults even, bro. I feel like yeah. walk out and say dumb shit and they just don't know the oranges, origins of the dumb shit they're saying. And I feel like if you sit down and say like, yo, bro, this is why this is dumb shit that you're saying. Right. I feel like just a simple like aside, like you pull them over like, hey, wait, check this out. This is probably why it's not a good idea for you to fucking say shit like that. Yeah. And I mean, coming from an adult to another adult, a homie to a homie, a family member to a family member, that that comes from a place of like, I don't, I'm not trying to shame you. Yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to let you know, like. More than anything, it, you know, and and I think that's the, I feel like that's the danger right now, right? It, it, emotions are so high with Still. everything that if I call someone out, essentially, I, oh, I'm racist I'm, now. I'm, exactly, it well, goes to I that level, right? Know, right. Oh, yeah. And so, how do we be? How can we be careful with that? And I think it's doing these things, right, where we're engaging the folks who are being impacted by these actions. Because they're the ones that feel it the most, you know, and what I've heard from my students is like, oh, well, nobody here cares. No one does anything anyways, you know, and, and then you hear from those kids of like, oh, well, you know, it'll just be a slap in the wrist. Well, we'll you know, like what's really going to happen? They ain't going to do nothing, you know, and these are comments that they're putting out there. And so I, what I told the kid is, you know, let's work on this workshop, but it can't just be one. Let's make it a series where they learn. And then we actually go out into the community and they get to meet people and talk to people so that they can put two and two together. You know, because I think that's the other thing. Some of us never really experience other cultures like in their purest form by going there, you know, having a, a, a meal with somebody like those things that can really open our eyes and be like, oh, shoot, like these are human beings too. And it's not just language. It's not just the lyric. And there's history behind it, you know? And, and those are the things that I've been seeing more and more of people bringing it up and, and talking about those things. Like why it's wrong to use the N word, you know, why you can't like, yeah, your favorite song, that artist might say it 80 times in the song, but it still don't make it okay for you to say it. You know, like I, taking it back to what you said, I think the biggest knock on uh, Americans, like I traveled, we, growing up, I was fortunate enough to be able to travel a lot, you know, and go out. But the biggest knock I hear on Americans is that we're very um, ethnocentric, meaning that we're, you know, we're, we're very focused on things that we do. We put ourselves in front of other cultures. We put ourselves on top, like, oh, Americans, this, we're the best, whoop de whatever. But just traveling and getting outside your comfort zone like you were saying that's an eye-opener man there's no greater education than going out and experiencing other cultures and visiting other places and just kind of like throwing yourself into their environment and just seeing like okay so this is this is what this culture is about this is how these people live out here in their place we're very selfish bro we're very one-track minded we're very narrow narrow viewed in what we do here as americans and it's not a knock on anybody. I mean, people. some people don't have the means to which to travel. But, I mean, you can have now with the Internet, with just with access to, to social media and things, you can legitimately – if you want to learn about another culture, you can definitely learn about another culture. It's yeah. not going to take a lot of effort on your on your side to like be like, oh, fuck, you know what? How do people act 
in Italy. You know, you, you can mm-hmm. legit sit down and go online and be like, and find out. But I mean, there's all that is second to actually going out and visiting a place. Yeah. I learned a lot about cultures just visiting, you know, even our own yeah. culture down in Mexico, man. Growing up, we would go down every summer and I'm like, all right, cool. All right. All right. All right. We are different. Mexican-Americans, we are. Even even though I'm Mexican, Mexican-Americans, we are way different. Yes, a you different know? identity. Yeah. And I think in, in every country, because even like, you know, different parts of Mexico, people see themselves differently. You know, they carry themselves, their customs, their traditions, like the way they live their life. We wild out in the U.S., bro. <laughs> yeah. We're very brash. We're very Extreme. loud. We're in your face. We're like, ah, ah, ah. Everything jumbo size yeah. over here. Yeah. And I think, you know. And again, that's not wrong. That's not bad. It's no. just the way we are. But I feel like part of our, our challenge here is that everything is so individualistic. You know, it's about me it's about what i'm doing it's about like me being shiny and at the top you know and i think when you travel one of the things that stood out to me when one of the first times i got to travel in europe was you know the this idea of like people work and then they go home for a meal you know and they're with their family or the idea of working to be able to travel with your family you know to do stuff so everything that you earn is so that your family can be together. And here is kind of the opposite. You know, everything that we do is so that we can have something. Accumulate. Right. Yeah. You know, and then it pushes us apart because what ends up happening is sometimes we're at work for long hours. You don't get to see your family, yeah. you know, and, and how many kids grow up with like zero parents we at home. focus too much on the hustle. Right. And, and I think to me, it's all coming back full circle of focusing on our families Right, right now, staying safe. It's, it's well, I feel like the, the COVID, COVID is still there. is still going on. But that forced us to kind of like take a time out, man. That 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 put us in place. And like we yeah. talked shit about this in the past. Now for what, like the last couple of months, three months. We know, mamas. We talked about this now for yeah. the last three months. Going on about, four about how we were forced to stay home and legitimately take a view of how we run our household. What works? What doesn't work? What have I been? What haven't I been watering to grow? What have I been letting die? For me, bro, honestly, I love. I loved the time at home. Yeah. You know, I I was telling wifey I woke up. I think I told Caesar in the last episode. I woke up like the couple of days before they announced that we can open up the brewery and the bar again. Me desperté, güey, and I was just laying in bed and. Wifey looked over to me and looked over and said, like, dude, you know what? I'm, I'm fucking bummed. I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm down. I'm depressed. She's like, why? I was like, I gotta go back to work. You know, like I've been working UPS nonstop, but then yeah. that's a different hustle. That's like, that's some, that's some Fred Flintstone shit. Like, you know, the whistle blows, you, you, you win. Know. The yeah. whistle blows, I'm, I'm done. I turn it off. When, yeah. when, when you're operating the businesses, it's otro pedo. That's, there's no turning off. You know, it, it's right. usually, it's always on. Something can go, can go sideways and you just gotta be like Johnny on the spot, always ready. So, that's what kind of like bummed me out. It's it's like I I got into this routine because we it, to create a habit it only takes twenty one days, man. Once you once you're in, once you're in that 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 cycle of twenty one days of I wake up at seven in the morning, I have a glass of water. Twenty second day, your body's gonna be yeah, where's that glass of water at seven in the morning? I got right. used to being at home like every morning at nine nine in the morning, ten in the morning after UPS and being like, okay, now I'm gonna hang out with the boys or we're gonna do this. That when cold turkey, just removing myself from that situation is like oh. I got to go back to the brewery and do this now, like early in the morning. I got to go now back to the outlet yeah. and do this early morning. I think I was, and I was even talking to glasses about it. I was like, yo, dude, I don't, I don't know what depressed feels like, but I'm feeling like 
I'm feeling bummed. I'm feeling like jaded. I feel like I don't. I'm just feeling tired. You know, and I was telling Caesar about that too. It's like I just don't know how what this feeling is, and I, I don't like it. And thinking back now, like time, having a time, a little bit of time to reflect, I'm like, fuck, that's what it is, man. Yeah. I, I, I legitimately was in a place that I really wanted to be, where I'm at home, and when we were, I was, I was more involved. You know, fuck. The other night we we built a. I, we've been cooking more. One. Mm-hmm. Like hanging out and eating more. That little Traeger grill, she I see you. Gained that COVID-19. And then um, <laughs> we were doing a puzzle, bro, and it was just fun. Like, yeah. at one point the other night, we were all gathered around the puzzle. Everybody was putting a little piece, connectándolo. Ah, we finished. Whoa, 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 awesome. And I was like, fuck, let's get more puzzles. This was fun. Like, let's, yeah. keep, let's keep doing this. You know, this is awesome. And then now it's like, like, today, bro, UPS, get up. After UPS, I have a meeting. After the meeting, like, now I'm back to the brewery. Now at the brewery, like, this is fun. I tell everybody this is my therapy. But it just feels like oh, back to the grind. Back to the grind. Yeah. You got to find that balance. I don't know how to find it yet, bro. Because I, I want to hustle. Will. You will. Though. I want to hustle because of my family. Like, I want to give them the best, you know? But me giving them the best means I have to super, like, extend to myself to the point where I'm, like, here, I'm there, I'm, you know? Yeah, so, but I think you also have a plan. The plan you know, is you're, to hustle. Yeah, we've talked. And your, your plan this. goes for a few years. Mm-hmm. And then... You'll be able to, you know, if all things go well, step, take a step back and kind of reap what you've sold, right? So I, I think, think that, I think that's part of it yeah. is making sure that you you have an exit uh, strategy. Yeah, like this isn't the rest of your life. No, no, you know, Even and I think I that's the only way. Be, I don't think I can make it the rest of my life. That shit would end me, bro. And I think your wife would also not be okay with it <laughs> at um, some point. Oh no, but ya lo sabes. But and that's the thing. We went from like harmony, bro. Just yeah, because I never stopped working. Like I said, UPS was always there. But that's easy work. You yeah. go to work, you come home, and that's a, that's rat. a set you schedule. Know, that's a set schedule. It, it's, it is what it is. I we needed to eat. We needed to play bills. We needed to survive. Yeah. So that was I can't not turn that off. Right. But turning the other outlets on so quickly and like from one day to the next hey you guys are allowed to do this now it was like all right well hustle let's go let's go Ah, that's that's what got me how has it been now that it's open you know what fortunadamente like everything's been busy the bar is 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 busy you know everything within the boundaries of what's allowed you know we, we abide to all the safety measures and we're very attentive to what people are doing as it relates to their masks and how people are gathering so even with all of those obstacles, Chicle, the brewery is still busy. You know, Hell even yeah. with all of those obstacles, the bar is very busy. You know, and, and we've we've like we've grown our, our distribution. I feel like we're moving nice. our kegs now. Hell I feel yeah. like there there was a lot to be said about our brand that 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 we stayed active even during the shutdown. You know, we were delivering, we were doing this, we were doing that, people yep. came up and go. So we 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 made a name for ourselves again. It's like we reinvented ourselves, put our flag in the floor and be like, hey, we're here. This is, this is where we are. Like, so that that's good. That's you know, punk rock the, right the, there. The podcast, you know, obviously we did as much as we could, but we we got busy in the last month. We I know, man. What the hell? Weeks. We gotta keep this going. It ain't stopping. It ain't <laughs> stopping. Shit. Last week we hung out. Last week, last Friday, de hecho, was it Friday? Yeah, it yeah. was Friday. We had it all planned. Hey, cruise down. Let's let's hang out. Let's let's do a podcast. Let's let's reconnect. It's been a busy couple of weeks. And we were ready. And then when I got here to record and do everything, boom, I had some deliveries I had to make. And I said, hey, let's cruise. Let's make this delivery. So you joined me. We went in the little delivery van. We went down this, the south side of Chula Vista. Um, 
did a drop off. Cool little community. We we kind of like we were we were fucking stoked on the little community that they had there. It was pretty rad. And then uh, by a misfortune of taking the wrong exit, we said, you know what? Fuck, I fucked up. I took the wrong exit. Let's go to the Alwood really quick. Let me check in on them and see what's going on. That was it. We got yeah. there. We had a couple of whiskeys. We just chatted like fucking like we've known each other forever. I introduced you to some of the regulars there. You met some yeah. of the staff. <laughs> and that for me was way more beneficial than doing a podcast. That's you know? true. That's sometimes true. Sometimes I feel like um, people we have in, it's just, it's, it's, it's a job it's 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 a 30 minute yeah. 30 minute to an hour meet and greet up and adam let's do this all right cool nice nice to see you i'll see you next time right like that time uh, last week for you with me i feel like okay cool we pulled back another layer in developing the friendship and, I, I, and there I, was an episode in there too because we talked about we talk, some good stuff yeah we talked about a lot of good stuff and i was like damn it's a shame we didn't have like a car like some video in here <laughs> we're gonna just shot this as an episode but sometimes you need those yeah off off, off microphone conversations to kind because of, i feel like like glasses on me are, are tight. We're super tight. So when we go on here, obviously it's a completely different um, narrative that we shoot the shit about. But now getting to know you, you know, and, and then like, and then our wifey's like talking the last time they, we all hung out or we just like met in the streets. Like they talked. So for me, it was like, it, it just became like a deeper, like, oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, Chicks and I were, we're, peeling, we're peeling back the layers now on, on this relationship and watching it grow. The COVID did all that. That's true, man. And I'm, I'm focusing really hard on what the COVID brought. Not what it took away. It took a lot of yeah. shit away. It took a lot of shit away. Freedoms, lives, health, um, structures, stability. But what did it give us? Yeah. I mean, I'm right there with Still, you, man. Because we, you know, part of the reason we met was because of the coffee shop. And now the coffee shop is not there. We have, we had expanded into a, a second space there. And, and uh, a couple of weeks ago, we put up a wall back up. So now we have, we're staying in the original space that, that Project Real Collective started with. Um, and so that's exciting. Can you talk about that or is that still under wraps? We're keeping it in um, No, I think it's, it's, we haven't announced the name yet. Probably going to be announcing it next week. Nice. Um, so it's progressed in this last month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we, we pretty much settled in. Um, like I said, a lot of learning lessons in the business uh, experience. So if anyone has any questions, mm -hmm. I mean, they already have you, they can ask. Between but you and me, we've got a wealth man, of like, experience, bro. I think the biggest thing is get it in writing. Anything that you and your team agree to, if your best friends, you think you know each other, everything's amazing, get it in writing anyways, because you never know what might happen. Ideas change. Agreements are suddenly different or the understanding is different of the same language that you used four years ago the reality is it um, won't be amazing forever exactly it won't it, it won't that be. moment it you sign be. the contract of like <laughs> you took over a space or or you you got approved for your license your liquor or beer license yeah that feeling you have there that's a moment in time brother yeah that's not forever no as much as you want to try and, and think it is there's man, when there's money involved and there's actual like business and things are going well, when things are going well with the business, I feel that's when behind the scenes things are going worse, you know, yeah. because that's when I feel like people within in the infrastructure of building this thing of yours, ours, what we've done, I feel like human nature is 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 a motherfucker. Yeah. And and I think it all goes back to communication. Yeah. You know, making sure, like you said 
early on when we were recording is like making sure that you're always checking back to your mission, your vision, mm-hmm. what were your goals, always, always, your always compass. going back to that because I feel like that's the area that that our group didn't do as well as we could have. And, and things, you know, they ended. And I think it, it was also the right time for it. You know, originally we had said three years, we're going to do this for three years, and then we'll see what, what, where we go from there. We made that. You know, and I think we it got ran there. Its course. Yeah, it ran its course, and and I think more than anything, it gave us the opportunity. COVID nineteen gave us the opportunity to restructure, re envision what we're about, and ultimately make a decision that is better for our families. Ooh, I can't wait for you, you to, know? to announce that and, and to, roll it out, bro. Yeah, and we're excited because again, we got smarter. And now we know what we can do. We know what we need to do, but also. I think we started off because of our community. We started off because of our community events and we were starting to stray from that. You know, so now being able to pump the brakes, reevaluate and really like let's let's go back to where we started. Let's honor the people that made us even possible and and give them something back, you know, that that we can sustain, that they'll be proud of and keep it moving. Yes, you know, because at the end of the day, that's all we can do. And so I've been having my moments, you know, and, and that's one thing that I was talking to you about last week of feeling the same way, you know, because it's been amazing to be 24-7 with my wife and kids, you know, time that we've never, probably in the past 15 years, we've never spent this much time together, you know, and, and now that we have that, like, I really want to protect that, yes. you know, and so we've been... Selena and I have been talking a lot about, well, okay, we're going to do this. What does it look like? What's our time commitment? How can we be smart about how we treat this new business and and in respect to our families? And, you know, so we've been talking a lot and, and really getting creative with how we utilize all our relationships and our networks that I think we hadn't fully tapped into because we were trying to do stuff, you know, like, Again, that mentality that you get into sometimes of like you gotta grind it out. In nadie te puede ayudar because no, no one no, else yeah. knows. You know, no you're one else understands. You're in like, the trenches. You're doing it day by day. You're in that grind, and when you're in that grind, you got blinders. Your objective yeah. is not a month from where you're at, a year from where you're at. Your objective is let's get through this day. Right. Let's make sure we, you know, we make ends meet for today. Let's carry it over tomorrow. Let's make sure this week goes well. Boop 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 boop. You get stuck in that hustle of just trying to survive. That you can't, it sounds cheesy, I'm going to sound like I'm rhyming, but when you're trying to survive that, you can't thrive. You're, yeah. you're, just, you're just like, no, man, I, I can't see past my arm's length right now. Like right now, I got to take care of this. I got to take care of that. Right. I can't. For me, bro, like the the brewery and Emo Brown, like I've been wanting to get this beer in cans and everything together, but I couldn't. I, I couldn't just take a step back and stop and like get all of the pieces in, in place to start the canning and it's starting one canyon and two canyon Arby are here for Emo Brown. That again, the COVID brought me that. The COVID, the COVID, the COVID yeah. brought me an opportunity to step back, order everything I needed to order, touch all the people I needed to touch up with, and be like, "This is what we should do. This is what I need help with. This is what I need to do." The COVID gave me that opportunity where I can get out of the trench and be like, "Wait, no, mames, I was getting tired in there, and you don't know how tired you are until you step yeah. back and be like, "Fuck, I was doing that. Shit, how did how did I maintain my family? 
Like, how was I not sleep? How am I only sleeping like three, four hours a night, getting up, going to work, coming back and trying to run this business, trying to help run the other business and trying to maintain this family this is ridiculous. Like, this is impossible. So now yeah. it's like, okay, like anything else, as soon as you give somebody something, you can't take it away. As soon as I gave my, my full like self or way a majority of myself to being at home with the kiddos and the wifey and the family in that environment, I can't all of a sudden turn that off, bro. Exactly. That's going to, that, that's <laughs> going to be a detriment to like, my health i feel bro you know yeah like i haven't felt this much at ease at peace since <sighs> fuck ever as because as soon as soon as the businesses started for us like i've just been hustling 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 as soon as we got kids you hustling hustle. it's like it for us for wife and me it's always been like it's been stages you know we, we started going out all right cool then the question is okay cool we got engaged then you get married oh when you guys gonna get a house oh then you get a house oh when are you gonna gonna have kids okay then you have kids oh you should open a business when are you gonna open a business? Then you open a business. It's like you don't really take time to smell the flowers and enjoy the new chapters that that you that you open up in your book of life. That you just always like finger reading to the next page, finger reading to the next chapter, finger reading, getting it done, getting it done, getting it done. Yeah. That I feel like no mommy's way. Like I've been on like 150 miles an hour for the last five years, and that my kid, my oldest son, is seven. He's an MBA. So just think of that. Like it's like I've been living 150 miles an hour through his majority of his early life and the worst question i get for them daddy why do you work so much Aww. why do you gotta go to work today why don't you just stay here with us let's camp in the living room and let's watch movies and it doesn't help that they're out of school it doesn't yeah. help that they just see me like running around like a chicken without his head like trying to hustle trying to get shit done you know it's not hustling like running in place either it's hustling with the purpose when well, you and i i feel like we leave by the same motto it's like if you if you fail to plan you're planning to fail so we're not just like legitimately running around trying to like tread water i feel like we're running around towards a goal towards a light and yeah i'm going towards it but god damn bro i'm burning out and and i think that's the thing right because i agree with you like that is the mentality and that's kind of what we fall into and like you said once you're in it's, um, it's hard to see what other things could be possible and i feel like that's the lesson that i'm trying to get through or process because i think there are ways that we could do what we're doing and not feel stuck in the trench with blinders on you know but i i think it takes these types of conversations and and more of us having them to understand and see like oh shoot i can i can make that little adjustment in how i do this thing you know or how i schedule this like you know too often we're trying to figure it out all on, on our own by ourselves because like you said, I got to get it done. So what else can I do? Did that start drama with wifey? Like when you, when you're in your grind like that? Um, Not really because she's the same way. Yeah. You know, like she, I would say like she's a uh, hustles harder than I do, you know? And, and I think that's where we kind of always bounce off of each other because when she's kind of, going down i pick up you know and when i'm down she picks up and so there's like a, a nice flow a nice to balance. us yeah but I, I think moving forward and and i think I, I see this in in everything that i've been trying to do lately like in education being a, a administrator that looks the way i do that does the things that i do you know like we need to model what it looks like to be successful to be an entrepreneur to, to have a family, to have like, you know, all these things that we're doing, it, it's a story that we could share for others to 
learn and maybe not feel like Alone. we have at times. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because other people do it too. Yeah. And we don't know. We don't even know. And like, it's like you got to keep it secret because it might be embarrassing or like, be like a weakness. Or yeah. Something. Like, no, like we need to share this information because then how many people that, that don't make it through because they're so stuck in that trench that they drown in there. And you will. And then they got to call it quits. And you will drown in there. Or, or like you said, maybe there was drama at home. And now like, that's a whole nother thing that now you, you have to weigh like which one do I sacrifice, you know, and all these things that I feel like in our in our communities, at least for me growing up, I, I can't tell you that I've had people that that growing up I was like, oh man, that's a a, a business model I could follow, you know, because it just wasn't like that. Like we worked for people, everybody I knew. I, I only had two uncles that had their own shops, and both of them ended up working for someone else at some point. But they were the only two that I knew. And they were in things that I feel like were were classic jobs, right? Being a mechanic, having your own mechanic shop. Like that's something that we could aspire to because we knew people that did that. But talk to me about like like clothing lines or, you know, other businesses. Like I didn't know anyone, at least not here, you know. And, and I think those are things that now we're in a position to really showcase that and, and show the younger generations of like, you can aspire to all these things, you know? And like recently I sat with, with this guy um, who he just graduated community college. He's transferring to San Diego state. He makes music. He's a community organizer and he just launched a clothing brand, you know? And I feel like those are the things like, how do we promote that? You know? Cause we also are kind of forced to pick, like you have to pick one. You can't do everything. You know, you can't be everything. But you don't want to be the guy but, that tells him that, you know? Right? You but don't want to be the one that puts out his little, his fire and shit. But, but what I guess what I'm saying is why not though? You know, we live in a in an era where we, we're recording, you know, here, live in, in the basement with a computer and some mics. Like People Gill Studios. We can make it happen. So why why should we feel limited? You know, if you have the bandwidth and, and you have the ability and you have the access, go for it. You know, and I, I think what ends up happening when you are that person that tells somebody like, no, you can't, a part of their identity is now silenced, you know, and, and they might make a choice that who knows, it, it may be for the best. But it's also like, I, I feel like a lot of us, end up growing up with some regrets, you know, feeling like, dang, like I wish I could have. Even if you do it and it's just for you, maybe your goal ain't to become the next rock star or the next, you know, famous writer. It'd be nice if it happens, but to be able to say like, yeah, you know what? I recorded an album or I wrote a book, you know, and and I have a career. I I went to school and I became a, a scientist or I history major, whatever, you know, but for us to realize that our identities, I think, especially here in the border, like, dude, like we're influenced by so many things and we should celebrate that and live our life that way. You know, where you played golf today, you run a brewery, (laughs) right? Like you have all these things that you do that I, I wouldn't, have thought that you know what i mean 
like we do that to ourselves too. Like we just put it, put each other in a box. Like, oh, okay, this guy's a brewer and he likes punk rock. So he must love to get smashed, wasted. All the time. Drunk, you know, all the time. Loud. Yeah. Never right? home. Rah, rah, you know, eh, I don't drink really much. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's the thing. Like you never know. And, and why it's also important going back to my main point is we need to share our stories. You know, we need to share who we are, what we do, and how we got to where we are. Focusing on the 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 speed bumps, the potholes, the the ditch that you fell in. You know, all those things that ultimately taught us the best lessons, right? Because you don't learn anything from success. You no. learn from the failures. Yeah. You learn from the hard times. You learn from hitting that rock bottom. It's an unfortunate truth, but there's no better lesson than failing and falling on right? your face. Because then you're like, fuck. I should have done that. Yeah. That, that really got me. Moving forward, I know how to avoid this kind of person, this kind of situation. Yes. This, I mean, and, and that's human, the bro. that's we the gold right that, there. You know? Because if, if we share it with someone and they can take it or leave it, right? But I think more often than not, like now they have they have a little they have a little more under their belt. They have another tool they could tap into if they need it. If they want to still make that choice and, and learn the lesson the hard way, so be it. Go. But they don't have to. Right. And I remember growing up and, and hearing comments of like, well, I had to go through it, so you should too. You know, and I was never told that, but I heard other people like receive that kind of message. And it's like, dang, like for <laughs> real? Yeah, like, why? <laughs> yeah. You like, already I know, know where they're holding. Yeah, it feels like to like go save through them, that. So, right? You know what? No, it's, if it's my kids, I'm mean, like, you know what? And then if they choose to listen to it or not, that's, right. that's their pedal. But, but you gave like, them you that what, opportunity. Like, I've been there. I've done that. This is the likely outcome of what you're doing. If you want to go through that path, I, I advise you not to. I would do everything as a parent to like, no, and the paca. But this is what's gonna happen, bro. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna just. Oh, you know what? It's okay. That should happen to me. You're gonna learn. You get out of this. Nah. Yeah. No. We're 41. We've gotten this far somehow. You know, like yeah. Legitimately, it sounds like a cliche again, but I remember being fuck like eight years old, looking in the mirror at my parents' house in the bathroom, like brushing my teeth, looking. I wonder where I'll be in in 10 years. You know. I wonder where I'll be in in 20 years. Am I going to be a dad? You know, and like shit like that. It's just do, 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 do. And now I woke up one day and I was 41. I had a family and I have a list of responsibilities that I got to do and take care of every day. No, like, I don't think I'm going to handle my responsibilities today. And motherfucker, you said I went golfing. Yes, I went golfing, but it was golfing. It was a, by chance, it was where we had our meeting. Oh, my bad. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, it's a lot of work to keep shit floating. Yeah. It's a lot of running around. And I always say it's the life of a duck. You see a duck in the pond. That fool looks chill as fuck. Just hanging, you know, you know, it's a pinchy pata. Like, la rifa tiene la vida. He's just hanging around. People throw bread at him. He's taking it. But underneath that water, man, you better believe that duck is working 10 times as hard as everybody else just to stay afloat and look chill and talk. Yep. And I think that's the life of a family man. That's a life of a, of a working class, of a working class culture, like of a business owner, of all of things. Everybody's got their hustle. Everybody's running in place. Everyone's just hustling and trying to like tie all those things together. And that's why I feel like now that I'm older, I have a lot more patience and, and respect for shit that people are doing because I don't know what they're going through. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know what what dramas they got on their plate when when they get up and they and they go take care of the responsibilities. It's like shit. I know what I'm going through. I can only imagine what you're going through. Life is hard. <laughs> That's the thing, right? Like you, we never know what others are going through, but I, I think taking the time and and having conversations, you know, like really talking to people and listening is is the key and i think that's part of what i think this whole environment that we're in is about that like more people need to stop and listen learn understand you know people are are bringing up things that matter to them and why do they matter you know i feel like as an educator that's we're at school like Man, like we plan so many things and never check with the students. Like, how are they receiving it? You know, and I think we're at a perfect place in in our history to start engaging the students more directly about what they're experiencing and how they're experiencing it. So that one, we get better at what we do, but also they begin to see a world where their voice matters, their ideas matter, you know, and, and, Too like how many of those kids will then be transformed into dreaming bigger and better things for themselves and not limiting themselves to the only the few things that they might know, you know. And and I think that's been like a really big thing on my mind of you know understanding that this COVID thing ain't gonna go nowhere and and probably we're gonna be doing more distance learning coming up real soon. How can we support those kids that? In school, we're under the radar. And right now, like, we're not seeing them. We don't know what's really going on, how they're doing, you know. So for me, like, really focusing on on supporting them, so like, their social, emotional, you know, support that they may need, mental health, you know, making sure that they feel connected, they feel that they're a part of a community, not just stuck in their homes, you know, like, all these things that I feel like we might not even be considering because we're busy because we're active you know and because we're happy right some of these kids live in homes that aren't happy very unhappy unstable. you know unstable and and no so structure. all of those things like how i guess that's my challenge to myself right now is how can i in this situation still connect with kids and reach out to them and and hopefully they they can feel that vibe from me of like, I genuinely care and I'm genuinely want to support and hear for you if you need anything. If you don't, awesome. But I would still love to hear from you, right? Because I still want them to know like our school cares and, and they matter to us and we're committed to their success through and through. Human connection. It's not, it's not just a lip service or I get paid to say that, mm-hmm. you know, but like you just said, the human connection that we're all missing right now, because we all miss it. You know, and you see it like businesses are thriving because people People miss coming out. You know, they miss being out, being seen, connecting, like just fresh air. The sad reality, bro. The backdrop to all this shit that we're spitting right now, everything that we're saying, the sad reality is we're in a worse position than we were three months ago. Yeah. Um, The COVID is spiked way more than what it was initially. I know. know. Everything that we were quarantined for prior we're out and about doing the opposite in a worse situation. You know, like the, 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 the people who are getting infected and who actually have it, they're 
everywhere now, bro. I feel like everyone's just kind of gotten jaded. They put in their head, like their guard has been put down. People are just like, it is what it is, but it's one. Yeah. The virus is out there and it's worse. Two, social injustices continue to happen on a daily, you know, on a daily occurrence still. Still, whether they choose to be uh, presented by the media or not, it, it's still out there. From how minuscule to grand, it's still happening, man. There's still fucking videos that get posted every day. And I'm yeah. like, no, mom, is this is really happening? Like, this <laughs> just happened. The one that I just saw yesterday that my oh my wifey sent me, like, Cristal, she was like, check this video out. And some um, dude in an Uber or a Lyft and then some big fat guy in the back just talking shit. You're not from your boy and talking shit. And I was like, oh, damn. I was like, man. So that's still happening. Yeah. Everything that we think, oh, you know, con tiempo se aliviana. With time, everything no. will just get better. I feel like in this time, certain certain wounds have healed. Certain certain voids have been filled, rather. I don't want to say wounds because I don't think wounds have been filled. I feel that certain voids have been filled, but certain wounds have been... Like, I feel like the scab has just been picked at and it's still bleeding. Yeah. And it hasn't gotten better. And it's it's not going to get better. I, just, I think it will. I think it will. Time. But I, I think the reality is that this is maybe when our kids are our age, it might be better. You know, and I feel like that's the thing that mo we we need to talk about that, too. Of Yes, we it's time to mobilize and, and get active and, you know, push for the things that you care about. I think. You know, when people say Black Lives Matter and, and then you get the, oh, but all lives matter and, and it's true. So why can't you say Black Lives Matter if all lives matter, right? Like, I feel like you can go back and forth all Forever. day. All day. Right? Blue lives matter. Like, of course, no one said they didn't. Unfortunately, like you keep seeing cases and situations where police officers are putting themselves in situations that, you know, I still argue like are unnecessary. You know, but I'm also seeing examples from, and I had mentioned this a while back, but I finally saw it on the news that in Dallas is where there's a, a police department that has social workers on board. And when they get a call for anything related to someone going through a mental health situation, a social worker rides along with that officer. And he or she is the person that engages that individual and the statistics on them is wonderful, you know? And I think those are the things, like when we talk about defund police and all of these say, movements, yeah. like that's what it's about yeah. is no one's saying, let's get rid of police Cops. altogether. Nope. We're just saying like, hey, Chula Vista, I heard, is, is looking to spend close to a million dollars on new vehicles. Do we really need about, you know? that, right? Or could we take some of that money mm -hmm and put it towards school budgets mm -hmm. that are getting cut like crazy. And the, the state Senate was voting, I think, either today, today. or yesterday yes, yeah, today. on whether or not schools should be given funding based on their last year's number. So if we get 100 new kids, those 100 new kids we won't have money for because we're only getting money for the original number that we had last year before we grew. You know, and I think things like that, that, man, like, we're already underfunded, like, at our school, we don't get paid a whole lot, you know, but I, I think there's a give and take, right? At our school, we get to do some things that are different from a traditional public school setting. So I'll take that. But like, you're going to take more money from our, our schools where we're already like, I don't know, underfunded, under supported. 
See, but you're expecting people to have a reasonable conversation about legitimate real life issues. We can't even, you, you're talking about like allocating funds at a much higher level. We can't even have a discussion about why fucking blue lives matter, white lives matter, yeah. all lives matter, <laughs> black lives matter. We get stuck on that, bro. What? You know, and, and I feel like that's the communication barrier. Right now, no puedes decir black lives matter because 50% of the population is going to shit all over you. Yeah. You can't say all lives matter. Because the other 50% of it, people are going to shit on you. You know, everything right now is legitimately like black and white. You know, yeah. you can't support police officers because you can't support police officers. You know, well, and, and I think you can. Right. But I, I think we we have to call it like it is. You know, things need to change. There is no perfect police department anywhere that would be false information right fake news as fake as you can make it because it's just not true and and i think the reality is that police officers are trained for violence you know like that's the reality i know amazing cops i know people who are beautiful human beings that are cops you know so i know that they're not all bad people but when you keep seeing kids <laughs> youth young adults or any human being dying at the hands of police officers and you keep seeing examples from other countries where the the amount of education and training that a police officer officer has to receive before they get their badge is crazy you know and that's no knock on any police officer or law enforcement agent out there like i, I love and respect you as a human being but the profession I have a problem with right now because I'm realizing more and more, the more that I read that they're not trained enough to deal with some of these situations, you know, where you're, you, you need to save a life, but you're resorting to a gun, you know, like, how does that, how's that ever going to work out? You know? And, and I think it's an unfair situation. You know, they're putting their lives on the line. I know they get a lot of attitude. I've seen it. I've seen some of those videos, right? Like people mouthing off. Like as a human being, it's hard to not get emotional. You know, so I get that piece too. But the reality is we have to do things different. And I think if we could take some of that funding that they have and use it to improve our communities, improve education, and put trained personnel that, that can assist the community, you know, because it, it, it doesn't just have to be a badge and a gun that shows up. It could be someone else that responds to a call where someone's attempting to take their life. You Imagine know? how much that would help. Imagine how, like, having somebody qualified yeah. in that field and having the proper training to figuratively, metaphorically speaking, walk someone down from the edge of a, of a, of a cliff, yeah. walk someone down from jumping off a ledge like, you know. I, I think it just takes reason reasoning as opposed to force to yeah. make things happen, you know? And and I think that's huge because again, I get nervous when I see a, a cop in uniform with their gun. Like I just do. And I know I didn't do anything wrong. There's no reason for me to get nervous, but I do because that's how I grew up. You know, like I didn't and maybe it was movies, maybe it's stories that you heard, maybe it was videos that you've seen, but the reality is many of us get anxious and if you're already going through something traumatic and then that's the person you see coming towards you, like that might escalate it further 
before it, it can be, you know, calm and, and something that, that you can see as a friendly person reaching out to you. Now, does that mean that every interaction goes that way? No, of course not. But I think things are the way they are in our country. I think the evidence is, is more than clear to me that things have to change, you know, and, and I think the other piece of it is we got to get involved, you know, like more of us need to get into those places where we can make a difference. You know, we got to attend those meetings. We got to vote. We got to reach out to the people that represent us, you know, and all these things that aren't cool and, and, <laughs> Many of us, like I know I have family and friends that say, you know, my vote don't count and don't matter anyways. It's time to change that perspective because it, it does matter. And at some, at some level, that's the biggest thing we could do is to get involved, vote, you yeah. know, get involved with your, your community Sometimes councils. Sometimes you got to change it from within. Right? Your planning committees, like a lot of the decisions that are made yeah. happen in those planning committee meetings. Challenge accepted, Chicle. Challenge you know? accepted. Let's and, join a committee for our community. Yeah. And and for me, is getting back into it because, again, man, when we started Project Rio, we started as Project Rio, a, a community group, not a nonprofit, just a bunch of neighbors that came together to do something. We started attending our, our planning committee. We started going to a, a community council meeting. You know, and it's just neighbors, but it's all like older neighbors that don't look like us. You know, and we started to see like that's where the representatives would come in for state assembly woman and, and for the, the, the council member and they would give their updates and ask for feedback. And then at the planning committee, boom, hey, new business. They want to open up here. What are the votes? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, shoot. This is where it really happens. This is where it happens. You know, but most of us, I, I never even knew those meetings happened. I didn't know where, I didn't know when, I, I didn't even know what it was until we started going because we wanted to gain support for our mural project. And it's, it's those things, right? That's More of us need to up. know. Yeah, that's funny you bring that up because in the meeting I was in today, well, I was golfing. That's what he had told me, the person I was meeting with. Hey, was it a secret that you were? <laughs> no. <it wasn't>. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it, people hear that, oh, you were just golfing. I was like, no, this one actually was a legit little meeting. Yeah. And, um, Right. And, <laughs> no, and what he was telling me is like, bro, you want to get involved? Like in Chula Vista, these are where the changes to your community happen. There's like 10 to 12 people involved in shaping the future of Chula Vista, shaping the, 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 the direction, the, the, the aesthetics, everything. Everything that is your community, this is where you got to be. So I was like, oh. So in a way, I felt like I was being, all right, cool, you know, like groomed. Because in a series of events that's happened over the last week, just like people have been pulling me, do this, bro, you should do this. You Like from the top to the bottom, like hey, you should take, I sent you an email, read it, review it. I want you to apply for this, submit your paperwork, get involved. Like this is perfect for you. And ultimately, I was like, why? What's the goal? What's my plan for this? Why Why you guys want me to be involved so much with this? And like, this is, this is for you, man. Get in. And I'm like, oh. So I'm been, I don't have time currently to even think about doing it so i could only imagine how much time i will actually have to apply to it and get it done but there's only so many times somebody can tell you the same shit over and over and over and over and over before it's like ah, porque, pues, que eres? why is everyone telling me to do this should i really look into this so we'll see and, and i think maybe a question you you need to ask yourself at some point is is why not you mm -hmm. like why why can't that be who you are in the future 
Like, I, I think that's another thing, right? Like, it it's, doesn't have to be right now. Yeah. But I, I think as we get older and as we start to see things different for our communities is, I feel like that's the biggest thing that I'm seeing is that now it's time for people like us to step up and encourage others to do the same because there's other people out there that are just as capable, if not more, Lead by example. that should be in there. And that's something that I learned in, in one of these leadership classes that I took of, you know, really starting to to let people know, like, hey, you know what? I see you and you would be great for this type of role. Oh, not right now. I know, I know. I'm just saying that. But like, like consider that in the future when you're ready, you know, but now you've planted that little seed. And, and I think that that might be what you're going through because we need more of that, too. You know, like we need like. I did this program through Rise San Diego. Their slogan is changing the face of leadership in San Diego, meaning we need to get more people that look like our community like you, like in, in those spots. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ugh. And so I think that's something that, again, man, we need to talk about this more in our community with our friends, with our family, so that by the time our kids are in our seat, boom, they're already it's moving. Warm. It's warm. You know, they, they've cold, heard it yeah, their whole yeah, lives. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, whatever, whatever it is you aspire to. Like, I think we're, we're talking about community engagement and civic duties and all of that. But I, I think there's more than that, too. You know, I think the, the classic things were, you know, be a doctor, be a lawyer, you know, like, nah, like there's so much more out there. Like you could be anything you want and still be an influence, a positive influence in your community through art, through music, through business, through organizing, like sky's the limit, you know, and it's time for us to do different and have different conversations and ultimately push each other to be a little uncomfortable and, and embrace that discomfort because that's how we're going to grow and that's how things will, will get better and we'll stop saying like, ah, but like shit ain't going to change. You know, it's just going to be the same. It's always been this way. Well, fuck, like, let's do something about that. And I know that I might not see it, but I'm sure as hell positive and certain that my grandkids will. Chicle, you did it again. Me agarraste de la greñas y me sacaste. You pulled me out of the rut. Let's do this. You got me a little motivated. Yeah. I commit myself today. Based on what you talked to me, I'm going to email the mayor. Let her know that I'm down. To join whatever committee that she wanted me to do. Nice. Yeah, let's party. Let's, you know what? Let's, let's okay. See what we can do. Let me see. Because there's an, I know for us, they're doing the census, the the redrawing the lines yeah. of the district. That's a big deal right now, man. All right. I'm committing to sending a message right now to a person that knows how to get involved with that. Live. I mean, let's do this. We did it. Let's do this. Damn, this hey, weekend, if bro. you're listening to this, you got to do something too. So don't forget about the hotline. Tell Six us one. what you signed up for this week. 619-728-9300. 619-728-9300. Man, that was a good one. We've been, we've been in my A, not by choice, just by circumstances. Is we've been yeah. busy. I mean, things... Things are moving again. Things have been flowing. <laughs> and Things I have been flowing. You, I, I keep hearing this little voice in the back of my head saying, hey, don't get too excited about your businesses up and running again because you're going to get shut the fuck down all over again. And it yeah. can happen. And you know what? If it happens, I'm okay with it because we got to do what's best for the community, for our, our staff, for our family. 
if that's what needs to be done, then that's what we're going to do. But right now. Well, that and again, man, like you, you adjusted. You kept rolling with it. We do it again. You made it. You made it. Some. You made something out of nothing. And you're going to be fine. Thank you, daddy. You're going to be fine. <laughs> I'm also committing to having a whiskey with you later on this week. Yeah. At oh, yes, please. You know, maybe we'll invite a couple more of our homies over there to mm-hmm. get the conversation mm-hmm. going off the microphone. Because I feel like some of our best topic of conversations we have is off the microphone where we're not speaking in code and where we're not trying to protect the, the identities of the innocent and the guilty. But thank you, Chicle. Welcome back, both of us together, doing the Evil Brown podcast once again. We'll see you guys again very soon. Yeah, see you soon. Take it easy.